Kyle Floyd. I'm the CEO and founder of Vox Royalty Corp. For those that don't know, Vox Royalty Corp is a purchaser of third-party royalties, royalties all around the world on hard rock mining assets. We've been one of the fastest growing companies in the industry. We're value focused and we've built what we believe is one of the most interesting and undervalued portfolios in the royalty sector. Hey, Kyle, good to see you, buddy. Um, look, I saw the press release today, and I, I, I do want to talk about those things because there's some impressive numbers in there, okay? And, and, I, and we'll, we'll get into it, but you're also going to help me today, if you don't mind, help me understand what's going on out there because there seems to, the CEOs that I talk, I'm talking to are saying that liquidity, liquidity is, is drying up. You know, you got the retail guys slightly nervous about what's happening out there um, in the economy. They're worried about disposable income. They're worried about, you know, um, what, what, what's, what's happening out there that, that may affect them. And they're perhaps a little bit nervous about stepping into making investments more broadly, but specifically mining. I want to talk to you about that, right? So um, if you can help me with that one, I'd be much appreciated. Let's talk about your press release first, though. Um, right. So you just you give us a, give us an update on some of the projects. I mean, maybe talk through some of those and, and why you think they're so good. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I think the press release we put out yesterday is is really a royalty company dream in a lot of respects, and it's a continuance of what we've said we would be doing over the last few years. It's consistency, it's execution. We could really break down these updates into two major buckets: development updates uh, and then also exploration updates. So we have. A handful of exploration royalties, two of which essentially came out and doubled the resource size since where from where we bought the royalty. It's one of the reasons why you own a royalty company. You want that exploration upside without having to pay for it. So we've been able to generate that time and time again in the portfolio on some pretty meaningful projects. So this was an update from Valor that operates the largest developing PGM project in South America. They went from a million ounces of PGE equivalents to more than 2 million ounces of PGE equivalents. And then another royalty that we had in Western Australia, this is a gold project. This came out and they doubled their, more than doubled, it was over 113% increase in the resource base at a, at a project called Bulgara. So really interesting developments from that perspective. And then a royalty that we acquired for an absolute nominal sum of money um, has come out. We bought it because we really like the drilling results. They announced their maiden resource over the last couple of weeks. And by our estimates, you know, making some pretty simple, but what I think are going to be accurate assumptions, it's probably about a 50x return on investment for us when it's all said and done. And that's Western Australia gold. So from that standpoint, really productive. Then one of our major royalties is the Jan and Ivy royalty. Zijin's the operator of the $30 billion gold producer, Hong Kong listed. They came out and reaffirmed that this $400 million expansion project, which is why we bought the royalty, is hitting. And they expect that to generate uh, increased revenues in the second half of this year. So very fundamental for us, very significant for us. And then lastly, the Ashburton project, that's 1.6 million ounces of gold in Western Australia. Those That operator has come out, it's Kalamazoo. They said that their target's 1.6 to 3 million ounces, but more importantly, they've released some metallurgical test studies that, that support that this is going to be um, a metallurgy that, that they can work with and uh, are initiating essentially an internal scoping study to bring this project ahead. So really kind of in all facets, you know, this press really sums up what's happening at Box. Uh, it's kind of a microcosm of our, of our growth and of our development and the value that we're creating for shareholders. So really significant press release. But again, this isn't us operating these mines. It's not us putting capital forward. These are royalties already in the portfolio we call organic growth, creating value for shareholders. Right. Let's make that real simple. For, we've, we've done some pretty complicated, detailed um, uh, conversations and analysis in the past with previous interviews. I'll keep this really simple. You've, got, you, you met, you've done a press release about a bunch of uh, royalties where you effectively pick up a fee 
from these guys when they get into production, which is so a, a net number. So you're not exposed to increased costs. Uh, you are not exposed to um, any any kind of additional capex um, uh, that may be needed on some of these projects. You get a net number at the, depending on what they're producing and how, and how much of it, right? So it, it's it's real simple. So royalties are really really simple. And I'm talking to those sort of Gen Z crowd here, perhaps new to it, but help them understand why you guys are qualified to be able to kind of pick the right projects because anyone can pick a company but you what have you got which enables you to pick maybe it a little bit better yeah well matt kind of touching on the risks you you outlined at kind of the start of the show the reality is inflation is presenting a number of different challenges for investors right now kind of across the board and we've been saying this was coming for a couple of years now that inflation was probably going to be hotter and more acute than anyone expected and sure enough, I think that's holding true. And if you look at a group like Shadow Stats in the US, they measure inflation back from what the data points were in the 1980s. Uh, they've manipulated the data the government has in terms of what they put out now in terms of the inflation numbers, but it would be around 15% or more, not the 7% numbers that the US has been floating. So the reality is inflation is very acute. It's, it's causing a lot of challenges in terms of how do you invest capital? What we all know, because we're on the segment all the time and in the industry, commodities have been really good performers in an inflationary cycle. And I think for the last nine inflationary regimes, commodities have been either the top performing asset class or one of the top performing asset classes. And so investors understand we want exposure to commodities, but how do we get that exposure and, and what type of exposure should we be looking for? And so people are generally bullish on the metals right now, but that's eating away the inflationary pressures that we all face as consumers are being eaten away, uh, or sorry, are eating away the margins of mining companies because they face the same cost price pressures that we do. Diesel is a huge component of mining costs. Infrastructure, metals uh, are using the infrastructure of mining projects extensively. The people costs are very extensive. So all the input costs are rising. So while commodities are expected to do well and generally are doing very well, the earnings power of these businesses is being eaten away. So you went into, well, why royalty companies? Royalty companies, as you eloquently said, we're taking a top line percentage interest. So it's revenue based. It does not, it's not afflicted by the cost structure of mining companies and the increased costs that they're realizing. So our earnings power is not eaten away by rising inflationary pressures or inflationary pressures in themselves. They're impacted by what is a very buoyant commodity cycle right now. And so that's what you're seeing across the board. It's our mining engineers, our geologists that for the last decade of working in the space and really being focused on what our business model is almost half a decade now of finding good third-party royalties, first looking at great projects from a mining engineering and geology and a metallurgy perspective, being able to connect those dots for investors so they don't have to. You know, the generalist audience looks at this and goes, the commodity sector is huge. How do I get exposure? What does the right exposure look like? We think and we believe fundamentally we've answered that question. It's top-line interests over great projects that mining engineers and geologists at the front lines of our business have hand-selected. And so we're continuing to see the benefits of that play out within our portfolio. This last press release is, is really just an extension and continuance of that. Okay, so it was, what's the return profile that you're looking for? You, you make an investment to this company, you're expecting a return at some point in the, in the distant future when they get, get into production. What do you need to see? What's, what's, what's a good return for you? Look, we don't, um, you know, I would say come out publicly and say, here's our return threshold because it differs with each project. There's a lot of royalty companies that are using sub 5% as their IRR. And I would really argue that they're using 0% and playing the option value, which is meaningful. Then there's companies like us that have a much higher cost of capital. Uh, and uh, whether we like it or not, are forced to use a much higher discount rate and, and hurdle rate 
um, when we're looking at what investments to bring into the portfolio. That being said, we're exceeding that what is, I believe, the highest hurdle rate probably in the industry um, by, by huge magnitudes in terms of what we're generating within the portfolio. But what it really goes to is what's the core focus of Vox and how are we differentiating? One is the capability of sourcing these opportunities around the world. I think we've covered that many times on the program in terms of how we're differentiated in that capability and capacity. But what we're looking for is pre-revenue royalties. That is, and not 10 years out, but in the next, call it anywhere from three months to three years. That's really our sweet spot where our engineers and our geologists are really able to do the hard work on the front lines to, to be very good asset selectors and good royalty selectors within that. And so that's our core focus. And that's allowing us to generate what is, if you look at return on investment, return on invested capital, return on investment from a NAV perspective, we're leading the industry by, by a very, very wide margin in that respect. Okay, look, so say, say if I'm new to um, this space, this, this mining space, right? Um, I don't understand the language you're using. I don't understand the vocabulary you're, you're using. There's some very technical terms in there. Some obviously very smart people um, you know, using big words I, I, I can't comprehend yet. And um, I'm looking at the the thesis for mining. It, it, I'm being told that it's great, but given I can't speak the vocabulary, I can't speak the language and I don't understand the vocabulary that's being used, I'm not quite sure where to go, who's hurt the zoo, who's telling me the truth, who's not. Um, how do I dip my toes into this space? Should I be dipping my toes into this space? Look, fundamentally, I guess, take me as a spokesperson for Vox Realty Corp out of the mix, which is hard to do, but let's let's wear a different hat as just a personal investor for a moment. This inflationary environment is very real. And I think one of the things that should be informing investors is past precedent and past data and what has worked in these cycles. It feels very much like 2007, 2008 to me, um, where you, you saw there was inflation back then that was a lot predicated and, and um, you know, really kind of furthered by government spending. Certainly over the last two years, government spending has kind of outstripped any expectations. Um, and now we have true inflation um, as a result of those supply chains, government spending, and a host of different issues. So in those cycles, commodities have outperformed. So let's say there's a, there's a portion of an investor's portfolio that should be devoted to generating that exposure. Okay, well, now the big question is, well, how do I get the right kind of exposure within the commodity sector? I would break it into a couple different buckets. There's the miners, there's the ETFs, uh, there is the physical, and then there's the royalty companies in no particular order. So you have to kind of break that down into those, call it four categories. Well, within those four categories and including the S&P 500, royalty companies over the last 20, 40, 20 years have exceeded uh, the returns of those other four categories by a very, very wide margin. So. I would say based on past precedent, royalty companies are a good place to look. So then you break it down and say, well, why royalty companies and which royalty companies or why royalty companies? One, they've outperformed. So the data is there for you. The reason they've outperformed, I believe, is because they offer a lot less risk and really a different kind of upside. Royalty companies are typically not, they're not continuing to invest to realize the growth of these, of these projects. The benefit of that is you're not putting more capital out for existing projects and the success of those projects. You're just continuing to realize compound returns. As metal prices go up, so this is a royalty co-basic, you're getting the compounded benefit of increase in resources, our, our press release touched on that, increases in production, so increases in mine life, all at higher metal prices. But you're not afflicted by the rising costs that are also eating away at the margins and the earnings power of the mining companies, and you're diversified across 
in our case, 55 royalties and streams, uh, alongside the, the, the natural inherent benefit of a royalty, which is it's never diluted. So that's why royalty companies, I believe, have outperformed. There's immense amount of option value because you're not contributing capital to that growth. There's less risk. Now, digging down one level deeper, which royalty companies? And I believe you know, the ability to educate investors around what ro- different royalty companies are doing, the differences in their models uh, is really important. And I think our model was crafted over a decade in the industry of really trying to analyze what generated the best returns in the entire royalty space. How do we create alpha of Vox Royalty Corp in, in addition? So returns in addition to what the space realizes. And I think we've been able to validate that, continue to execute on that. So I personally think we're a very good home, um, but royalty companies are, I think for a lot of the generalist investors, a very good place to start in terms of learning where to put capital um, and exploring where to put capital in these inflationary times. And what sort of return profile are we looking at here? Because you know, the, there's no, the sex and the sizzle of exploration investing um, is not there. Your the, the timing for you is I'm investing in that point of the Lausanne curve where you kind of, you know, doing feasibility studies or, or development, and you know, yet even the, the the companies themselves are suffering in that point. People, the, the sex and the sizzle has, has left them. But that's the point at which you you're talking about stepping in. So, you know, sort of three months to. It's three years away from from production. So, I mean, do you suffer from that? As a look, no, and and that's a great question, Matt. To be honest, the reality is the Lassonde curve is pretty accurate over time on an average basis. There are certainly outliers in all respects, um, but the challenge that mining companies have during that time is they have to raise so much capital, and it's such an uncertain time in their in their development as both a company and as a mining asset, and it's that dilution risk. That's what's really hurting the returns of mining companies in that, in that true development stage. As a royalty company, Vox is buying royalties pre, right before that, that call it key development timeline. And so as a royalty company, we don't have to contribute to that exercise of the mining company raising capital, and we're not diluted by that event. So you're right in that the Lausanne curve over time has proven out that that's a difficult time to be a shareholder. These mining companies have a lot of hard work to accomplish and we, and we congratulate for that, them for that success and for the hard work that they put in. But as a royalty holder, that's, that period of time is, is usually the most productive time as a royalty holder um, from the asset that we're holding. And that's probably one of the key differentiations for investors to understand is one of those risks at that stage in the development curve of owning mining companies is that dilution risk. And Vox, because of the inherent royalty interest that we own, we're not exposed to that. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is if I'm inexperienced, investing in the mining space, either I kind of sit back or I let other people with experience do a little bit of the heavy lifting or I dip my toe in. And that could be ETFs where you've kind of got, you know, the spots of this world um, where, you, where you can go and invest and use their experience to invest in products or royalty companies. Like you, you both kind of ETFs and royalties provide the same kind of service. You're saying that experienced people have done some due diligence before you put your money in um, or, or give money to those companies and perhaps retail investors new to this could benefit from that. Is that fair? It is fair. And I think, you know, right now what you're saying, one of the, the benefits that ETFs are, are posing, I think there's a lot of strengths that royalty companies have far in excess of ETFs, but the ETFs have pretty good liquidity, right? And so, what you're seeing is you're seeing some of the names that have a little bit more liquidity being probably one of the biggest value drivers for why they would trade at a higher relative multiple than say someone like Fox, um, where we believe we're dramatically undervalued. So liquidity is a big deal in this industry right now. Liquidity is a big deal in the markets. I think given that the mining industry 
um, has historically had probably less liquidity than, than some of the other sectors. It's more acute right now in terms of what's happening on the liquidity side of things. Um, but the ETF does offer that. And, and the ETF is, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting place to put capital, but I have to go back to the data. The data says royalty companies have far outperformed the ETFs over the last 20 years. Um, so if you're really looking for a place to park capital in these inflationary regimes, um, you know, the data would suggest that royalty companies are probably the better place to be.